Welcome to the Advancement Podcast. Our mission is to reach the lost in America by advancing leaders and churches so that communities are transformed. Join us as we discuss how to stay healthy as leaders, work in teams, and lead change. Come on, let's advance together. Welcome back to the quarantine edition of the, the what is, I almost said the Hope Church. <laughs> the Advancement Podcast. podcast. From, but what you're am in I your doing? Because you're sitting at I'm, Hope Church. Yeah, I'm all messed up. I'm, I'm so used to being on He's Facebook, Hope Church up, this. And, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so this quarantine's going to my head. I'm an extrovert, Tim. So these quarantines kill me. I need Dude. to be around people. <laughs> Look, my wife has told me, she says, we got to find a way. So the good news about living in rural, I don't get to be around people, but I can go outside still. And I, I mean, I cleared fence line for a whole day. I'm going to go after, after we're done with recordings and stuff today, I'm going to be outside uh, getting ready to start set posts. If it's dry enough, I've got, I've got about 300 feet of barbed wire fence to build. So my extroversion is spent outside. <laughs> yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Hey, you know. Woo-hoo! Hey, I had somebody, somebody asked me, uh, are y'all self-quarantining? I said, in where I live, we self-quarantine all the time. It's our choice to go yeah. see people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. We're back. We're back again with Robert Miller the uh, director of the church loan fund here in the North Texas assembly of God and and a former pastor, 22 years in finance and what sounded like 15 years in ministry. Yes, sir. Woo! The most famous pastor I know from Oklahoma. (laughs) You're not older than Tim. So father of four. (laughs) That's true. I am got four kids at home right now. It's okay. Father of four, unite. Everybody's kids are at home right now. I know. So I can relate. Unless the struggle is unless they don't live with you. That's true. I have I'm I'm trying to put locks on the pantry and fridge so I can have food last longer than a day. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, because yours are old enough to get it for themselves. (laughs) I know. It's crazy. All they want to do, they're hungry all the time. uh, My wife set my young ones down the other day and said, listen, uh, you know, we can't get all the food that we use. We usually do I have to start eating something other than chicken and pizza. So <laughs> <laughs> that's a crisis. My kids are feeling the struggle too. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> hey, my wife made homemade chicken and dumplings the other night. Woo, come on, bring it, baby. Come on now. There you go. Oh, uh, all good. So we're recording uh, this during lunchtime, just for the record. Uh, it's after lunch. We started at one. Uh, As one is one forty-four lunchtime. For some of us, when we're busy, yeah. <laughs> Maybe in Oklahoma. <laughs> Maybe in Oklahoma. So, so Robert, last time we last time we just kind of started off by talking about the fear factor and just some basic things about. Um, dealing with life and situations. We talked a little about online offerings because those are just big deals that are facing guys right now. As we walk through this, um, quarantine, this COVID crisis where, uh, where we're not having local church. 
and we're trying to figure these things out. So let's start by asking that. Let's just start by looking now at practical things that pastors and leaders can do because we all should, I mean, honestly, we're going to, at least for the first few weeks, we should, we will see a dip in, in income uh, yeah. because people are going to be more conservative when the markets are down and people are at home or working from home or getting less hours, all those things, there's just going to be less giving. Uh, people are going to be, you know, your, your faithful, hardcore tithers are going to tithe. But sure. that's as mild, you know, that's a small percentage of your church. Then your marginal tithers are going to give less. And those who are givers but not tithers are going to give less. And those that, that well, we give some our marginal givers, they're probably not going to give at all. Right. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things that we can do practically. Todd, you were telling the story during the break about your, about uh, being saying we can cut spending. Right. Yeah. 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 And, and that's the thing, you know, our instant thought is let's cut some spending. Let's cut this, let's cut that. But then we go to the fact of, well, but we're going to need to return to the level that people expected after all this. So if we cut spending, will that affect what's going to happen on the other end of this? Because I truly believe, and this is the optimist in me, I truly believe that we're going to be looking at, higher numbers than we've ever seen before after this is all over because people are going to have a hunger to go back to normalcy. Uh, and so how do Robert, how do we manage that? How do we manage, hey, let's not overdraft the account, but let's still maintain enough to where we could come back at a high level after this is all done. Sure. So where where would, well, where's the first places to cut spending? Well, I, I think some of our spending just naturally gets cut when we're not having <laughs> services. You're, right. you're not buying coffee. You're not going through as much supplies. Uh, you, you know, some of our your, your things that it requires to put on ministry week to week, uh, those kind of things go away. I mean, you have some natural cuts taking place. Uh, the, the other cuts, the, the two largest expenditures for any church are facilities and staff. Right. And, right. and so you've got to evaluate those. What do we spend on our facilities and what do we spend on, on staff uh, and say, how lean can we get without, you know, letting people go without uh, having to make some hard decisions. So with your facility, I'll just start with that. Um, you know, easy stuff like your mom taught you when you were a kid, if you're not using that part of the building, turn the lights off, turn the air up, you know, your utilities, be, be wise uh, steward of your property uh, in that way. You know, you can let the grass go a little bit, uh, you know, spread that out a little bit so you're not having to cut grass and, and those type of things. So just some of those things in utilizing your facility, you can delay a little bit uh, or just be wise with, you know, in your utility bills. Uh, but some of your fixed expenses, if you have a mortgage, you know, talk to your lender. Maybe they'll let you ease up and do some interest only for a little bit. Yeah. I'm talking to a lot of banks that are offering those type of reliefs to help with that. Um, you know, insurance is what it is. That's another large expense. Utilities, uh, uh, you know, I know utility companies are stepping up and allowing some grace on payments and stuff. I'm not, you know, ex expecting to be late, but just utilize the resources that are being available to, to us all out there because of what's going on. That's right. a great list. I mean, so what you're saying is that pastors, if you're listening, it's the time to do some legwork. This is a great time. Absolutely. Just, just get on the phone, get your staff, get your, your uh, executive or your bookkeeper calling, have conversations with all these different people. Um, so that's but here's a, here's a great time. Your building is empty. And if you have the resources to do this, 
start doing that deferred maintenance that's been mm, sitting around yeah. for a while. You know, do that deep clean that you've needed to do. Fix that one wall that's been needing painted. And every church has that room or closet that becomes the catch-all. Now's the time to yeah. clean it out. Spruce it up. Get rid of things, you know. Uh, nobody's going to be in there for a few weeks. Why not have people come back to, to some updates, not to mothballs, you know, yeah. uh, that, that are overtaking the building. So, you know, anything that, that you can do to take advantage of this time in your facility and clean it out, repair it, fix the walls, fix the floors, get that deferred maintenance list checked off. Oh, that is so good. That is so good. Yeah, you, I like that. If you've got the money or if it's not going to cost you much, this is a great time to do some update, to do the cleanup, to do cleanup. That's, That's the same really stuff good. we're doing at the district and at Lakeview Camp. I mean, we're trying not to, to lay people off. We've got a camp operation that is in their busy time of going from a thousand people on campus to nobody now. And so, man, I'm telling you what, our maintenance list is getting knocked out right now to where Lakeview is all those deferred things. That's going to be great when we're firing camp back up. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So that was starting with facilities. That means you skipped over staff. So what do we, what do we, <laughs> yeah, well, no, that, Good. I, I mean, think he's holding out hope that we don't let anybody go, Tim. I think that's I what am. he's saying. And it goes into that list I just gave. Keep your staff busy. But now's the yeah. time for your staff to get creative. I mean, yesterday, not only did I do online service with my family, but after that service was done, they did a kid's service. You know, so start producing kids' material, youth material. Uh, how can you engage and, and the kids? What One church, the youth, the, the kids' pastor, she's reading bedtime stories. Uh, for the kids at night. How cool is that? I mean, just That's ideas cool. uh, to, to engage people. So if, if you don't, if you have the budget, keep them busy and get them creative. You know, if you get to that place where you're making some hard, hard changes, uh, you know, your staff is, is depending on your leadership and, and how you're handling this. Uh, so I always think honest, open communication uh, is at the forefront. And, and I also think when I was a pastor, I know what it's like to lead when there's more month than there is money. Uh, you know, I've been there, I've been through that. And there were many times that I took cuts with my staff. I mean, it wasn't like, Hey, I'm cutting your pay and your pay. And I'm, you know, I'm holding out. Like I was usually the first one, uh, to make yeah. some of those hard things. Now I was bivocational. So I had other income sources, uh, to help me during, he was time. a banker. I, I was yeah. a banker. So I, I could do some other things, but some of my staff couldn't. Uh, you know, so just find practical ways that, that you can help, you know, uh, with some groceries and food for them. If you do have to, you know, cut back some pay, uh, supplement those things any way you can. I mean, these, these are unprecedented, tough decisions that have to be made, but hopefully they're temporary and short term. Yeah. I'm writing down what you yeah. said, because, you know, I get some of these questions and you, there's some things you're saying that I hadn't thought about. Yeah. So Robert, one of the questions is, you know, with leadership, you know, from, we all have boards and staff that we have to deal with. How, how do we manage the anxiety, especially from a monetary standpoint uh, that we face from the different groups that we have to lead? Uh, I know for me, yeah. most, most of our leadership's handling it pretty well. Uh, but I know that there's probably other pastors that are dealing with people that are very, very worried, very scared. Uh, and so how do we, how do we effectively lead that when we don't really know what's going to happen? Sure. Yeah. I, I don't, 
I don't want to, I don't want this first part of my answer to sound uber spiritual, but I, I do want. He's just more. Remember. You are. You're just more spiritual than the rest of us. It's okay, no, Robert. Not at all. You have a I'll globe. The, <laughs> he's got a pulpit in his the, office. <laughs> the lights are above my head. I did that on purpose, but you know, I, I think it comes back to vision. If you're leading your staff and you're leading your board, your deacons, your elders, whatever that makeup looks like for you, you know, the vision for your church hasn't changed. How you accomplish right. and facilitate that may look a little different for the next few weeks or months, but the vision hasn't changed. Uh, it still right. takes money to do ministry. It still, still takes money to fa facilitate what God has called us to do. So I think keeping it positive, leading them through this in a positive way of saying, hey, God, God's going to provide. You know, God, the vision hasn't changed. Our purpose, our mission, our passion hasn't changed. It just may look different. The other thing is they're getting inundated with bad news. And then they're bringing all that to you, right? They're watching the CNNs and the CNBCs and they're watching their 401ks, you know, go down and, and they're being inundated with negative information. So they're bringing that into to your world, the church world. Uh, and, and so we can either feed off of that or we can, we can go the other direction with that and say, I mean, but here's what, here's what God says, you know? Yeah. Here, here's a quick plug. We're in the process of getting a, an author, uh, who's written a book called The Emotionally Healthy Pastor on in the next uh, next week or so to do a podcast on staying emotionally healthy. It's called The Emotionally Healthy Pastor is the title of the book and have her okay. on to talk about how do we keep maintain being emotionally healthy during this time because right. but as pastors right now are going to feel all this pressure and when everybody everybody always brings you their their tough news but they're going to be there's a whole lot more tough news coming right now. Good yeah, because pastors pastors carry the weight of their whole congregation on their shoulders, and that yeah. weight has yeah. just suddenly gotten a lot heavier because of what's going on in the world. Plus, man, I feel for our guys out there, our, our pastors, our, our leaders, who they're it. You know, I mean, yeah. it's for some of these pastors who have a staff of ten or twenty or thirty people, they're still gathering, they're still zooming, they're still doing all the things. But it's those pastors out there that they're it. You know, they've got some volunteer leaders in their church, but they're it. Who's 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 brainstorming them with them right now? Who's helping yeah. them be creative? Who's stirring yeah. up that those energies, you know, to keep them being creative? I mean, those those are the ones that we all need to do our part to reach out to, you know, and help yeah. share information. Okay, so now you can go to part two of your answer. I kind of cut you off on part one to make a plug, but uh... sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the, the practical things. Allow your your leadership, your board to to speak into that. You know, they're gonna they're gonna talk about budget cuts. They're gonna talk about staffing. And here's your time to shine as a leader. Let them know you're ahead of that already. You're on top of that. And you've trimmed this, and you've examined this, and you've looked at that. And you know, I, I think they they're still desiring for you to be the leader that God has called you to be. Uh, so I think as long as, as if you don't act hard and just Oh man, I know. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know how we're going to get through this. And people aren't giving, and you know, then they're going to feed off of your uh, unsurety uh, of the situation. Yeah. So you know, be confident, be ahead of the curve, be proactive, not reactive, um, and, and just you know, make make the tough decisions. But but first of all, pray. You know, ask God for right. wisdom and discernment and clarity on the decisions that even the hard decisions you're supposed to make, uh, and He'll help us all through this. But I just think our attitudes and our leadership are contagious and, and it, people are going to bring a lot of fear and negative to us. How we, how we lead them through that is, is going to make or break how we get through this as a team. 
So to the, for, you know, right now we're in the middle of this online, having them jump into this online piece, this virtual mm -hmm. church. And just statistically, we know that the median church in America is under 90 people. Mm -hmm. um, and when they, I mean, you know, in normal times, it doesn't cost that much. Five hundred dollars, you can have, you can have a good interface, you can have a few lights, you you can have everything you need to do a to do some kind of quality uh, enough live stream thing that you can hook to your computer. Um, but for those guys, it's well, we just didn't do that. We weren't thinking yeah. about it. We were just setting a phone up in the back for a Facebook Live thing, and we were good. And now somebody is saying you know they've got their volunteer they've got this young adult this millennial teenager or, or somebody saying hey this is what you need and they're they're saying what well, i need you to, we need to spend three or four hundred dollars to be ready to walk this out uh, when they're talk about the tension between this expend the things that we need to do that's that's spending money but at the same time we've got a whole we've got a cut spending where do we where should we uh where should we be spending and be willing to to release our faith in spending what are those what are those expenditures that probably are a priority right now outside sure. of paying staff and and just you know the hard bills well i don't i don't recommend making any large capital expenditure that is just going to be temporary so right. if you're going to if you're going to invest into to a live stream setup then invest in a way that's going to last beyond the covid-19 quarantine season you know get you set up to where this is your new normal you know spend a little bit more and make it right if if not if if that's not going to be your new normal after this i mean i've talked to half a dozen pastors who have that professional setup and they're they've opened their doors to say hey come over here record your sermon, we'll edit it, we'll render it, and we'll give it back to you. So it's just plug and play on Sunday morning, you know, for your church. So if you're if you're not ready to do that long-term capital investment, then utilize the partnerships that, I mean, we're a part of the Assemblies of God. What a great fellowship we have, great partnerships and churches just willing to open their doors and say, hey, come on in. We'll, we'll help you any way, yeah. I can, any way we can right now. Take advantage of that. Yeah. Instead of instead of going halfway into what you want to do temporarily, and uh, for those guys who are in, in the North Fort Worth area, uh, our friend Josh Lewis, who's been on the podcast and who was part of the Two Twenty Forum with Advancement back in February, he's opened his studio up for people to come in and record and their sermons and do those things also. Absolutely. Yeah, and we've we've got a full setup. We'd be happy to help you too. I, I, I like, but I think the the piece that you just said is very um, important. Is don't make large capital expenditures that don't go beyond. Don't do something just for this season. That's that visionary piece. This is going to be something that is that lasts beyond this moment in time. Right. We're not, which which means that we're not. It keeps us out of panic mode. We're not doing Absolutely. something just for now, but we're. This is a shift we're going to make for the long term, and this is the time to start it. This is right. the launching pad moment for it. That's what I heard you say. That's absolutely right. That's the. This is the best time to to rethink church. You know, rethink what it looks like for you going forward. Because, uh, you know, 
God forbid, but what if this happens again? You know, what's, what's yeah. the next shutdown? You know, you're ahead of this. You're prepared for it. You know, what's the new normal look like going forward? I, I honestly, Todd said it earlier, talked about people coming back and I think there will be, but I, I, I'm not sure church will ever be the same in today's yeah. world. You know, in, in 1918, when the Spanish flu, you know, they, the world was changing at, you know, if, if you look at history, there, the advancement of time was real. Uh, the, there was little change for hundreds and hundreds of years, but somewhere about World War One, the pace of change started going faster and faster until it just is constantly is crazy around us today. But the truth is that season of time where they were out for the Spanish flu, it, technology didn't change. There was nothing that changed. So you went back to the same thing in church. But I'm not sure that this shift, I, it's my opinion, will affect the church forever. Nothing, there are going to be some things that will not be the same because of this, in my opinion. I think we're learning that the church is not the building. That's you know, we're, good. we're learning that every hour, every moment, uh, that the church is not the building. And so what, what can we do to still be the church? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think and I th we're thinking outside of the Sunday morning window hours. You know, what what does it look like going forward that we can still do church not on one or two hour time slots on a Sunday morning? Uh, man, what does it look like throughout the week now? Right. Yeah. yeah, and I think a lot of people are going to be looking for more of the same as far as digital mediums uh, from the yeah. church even after this because I, I think what we're doing is we're whetting their appetite uh, and they're going to be looking for very similar things to that going moving forward as sure. well. So um, are there any bookkeeping? Are, are there any? So let's just talk for a minute, Robert. Churches that have, let's say church has a big nest egg. Um, you know, I talked to a guy this morning, church of about, a, let's say, 110. Um, and they have, uh, you know, they've got, what, about a, about a $190,000 a year income, and yet they've got almost $400,000 in the bank. Uh, how, yeah. How should people, how should people manage their, if those that have no, we, we really talked about those who are short on funds. Um, what, what do people do when they've got those excesses that they say, well, we'll just keep, you know, they feel like they can just keep going on and and just live off the re live off the uh, live off the bank account because I've got a couple of years worth of income sitting in there, and we have small church. You know, I we sure. have, I also know of a smaller church that uh, runs about thirty five. Their annual income is around fifty thousand, but they've got eighty thousand in the bank. So there are some churches Absolutely. that have some exp that have. They're like ah, it's not going to hit our budget, but. What kind of financial uh, wisdom and insight would you give to the guys that have 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 an excess of resources right now? Yeah, great. I mean, first of all, great job to those that that do. Uh, you know, you you have those reserves, you have those funds, and I would say to still look to be frugal. You know, you're still going to have some expenses cut back from utilities and usage and those things that, that are happening right now. Uh, be frugal. Uh, but going back to just even with your facility, now's the time to use a little bit of those funds to do those updates or upgrades or cleanings or fixes that you needed to do. Uh, 
but you know, try to operate within the same budget you've been doing. Now's not the time to commit to extra things unless it's generosity type uh, opportunities that God's leading you to, you know, to partner with the food pantry in town or to partner with, you know, something that's going on that now you're, you're ready for that. You've got the, you've got the funds to do this. You know, now's your, I mean, what, what opportunities do you have in your community to meet a need? Uh, you know, I know a big one right now is schools are trying to figure out how to offer lunch uh, and breakfast to kids that are used to getting the free or reduced at schools. You know, how can you help with that? I mean, now's the time to lead in generosity. Uh, you can be frugal on your monthly budget opportunities, but, you know, also lead generously uh, in this opportunity. God has prepared you for this moment. You know, he, he, is, he has set you apart and ready for this. I'm so glad you said that because, you know, I've seen over the years as a consultant working with pastors and churches, I've seen, I've seen churches where there, there's a stinginess to them. You know, they, 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 they're always afraid of, of this day coming, the rainy day. So they hold it back and they hold it back. But then when the rain comes, they still don't want, you still want to hold it back because there might be a worse, you know, uh, right. there might be a, a worse day in the future. And, sure. and, you know, I've had to say to, I, when you were talking, I, I was thinking of uh, of the parable of the talents. Absolutely. And and some of you, the Lord has given you something. He's given you He's given you five. And in these moments, is He did He give this for you to invest back into the kingdom during this season? Let's be careful Absolutely. that we're not that That's we good. don't that we don't bury it in the ground and the Lord didn't take it from us because absolutely, yeah, you know. So that's good. That's so good. That's really good. Well, Rob, uh, Todd, any other question on this uh, topic? You know, I, Robert, Robert, you helped me a lot, you know, and, and it's, it's good to know being one of your churches of the hundred million that's out uh, <laughs> that if we yeah, needed absolutely. to, we could, we could cut to, uh, you know, cause you know, really, obviously my, my crew is very wary about taking out more, debt than we already have uh but going to interest only would help us a whole lot if we had to mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. you know so it's it's good to know those those things are out there for us and uh i i just now, have a feeling it's that everybody's not just, and it's not just the north texas assembly of god giving you guys but if robert said that most lending institutions are really willing yeah. to do that yeah well and yeah, that's that's where i was headed with your bank yeah. yeah. And that's where I was headed before I was rudely cut off. Uh, oh! that most of these places. <laughs> ah, well, it, it, I won't say it's, it. it's nice. It's nice to hear that a lot of people are giving leeway during this time more so than I think that we uh, are giving them credit for. Yeah. You can talk now, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Robert, um, what we, if, you know, we've talked through a bunch of things over the last, uh, two episodes, what would you say from your heart as in when thinking about church finances during this season, what has not been said that you think it would be important for us to have to, for our listeners to hear? Sure. Well, you know, I'm getting a lot of calls too, just from our investors uh, who invest in our loan fund, you know, uh, because they're seeing the stock market, uh, we're, we're not a bank, so we're not FDIC insured. Um, you know, so we're getting a lot of those kind of questions. And, and what it is, is people are just getting a lot of information. And as we all know, not all information is accurate. 
uh, yeah. you know, in, in the source of their information. So I, I just encourage people, uh, you know, it's okay to gather information, but before you process it and make decisions, uh, you know, first of all, hear from God. Uh, second of all, go to credible sources, you know, talk to people in leadership, talk to people who are in those fields that you can trust to, to answer those questions in, in a, in a way that's truthful and, uh, you know, spiritual, um, you know, so just consider where you're getting your information, where you're getting your sources and, and then what you're doing with that information. Cause you know, I'm getting calls from investors saying my pastor told me to take all my money out because you're not FDIC insured. Well, uh, you know, that's not great advice because, um, for one, if something happens so big to where the entire economy crashes and banks go under insurance is, I mean, as we saw several years ago when all those AIGs and those insurance companies had to be bailed out cause they didn't have the money. So are we even sure the FDIC has the money, I guess, you know, if you were to think yeah. about that. So, so think about bigger picture, you know, what's the likelihood of that happening? You know, where are your funds secure? What, where are you getting information? I just want to encourage people in that way because there's just a lot of noise out there right now. So don't get your news and your information, or not just the media, social media or television news media, be your only sources. Absolutely. Are you, are you saying that everything on Facebook is not true? Well, uh, only the Babylon B. That's the one I found <laughs> the most accurate information. <laughs> I love that. I love the Babylon B that churches are handing out fog machines for home church experiences. <laughs> uh, anyway, we can, uh, this, this episode brought to you by the Babylon B. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I don't know that they're quite going to sponsor, but we'll have to work on that. <laughs> hey, we could, uh, we could get a couple, couple episodes sponsored by the North Texas loan fund. I mean, I, I know a guy, maybe I, I know a guy too. Maybe in a less... freeze right now. So, Oh <laughs> yeah. Maybe in another time uh, after yeah. COVID settled out and the, and the uh, markets back up. Here, here's my sponsorship right there. Can you see my logo? Uh, there uh, we go. <laughs> there's my logo right there. There you go. Uh, yeah. Hey, Robert, thanks so much for being on with us. We appreciate yeah, thanks, it. Robert. Uh, good conversation, uh, really some practical things here. Um, good advice for guys. Todd, takeaway. You said he helped you a lot, so what's your big one? You know, I, I like what he said about don't make big investments on temporary things. Uh, you know, for us, we, we've made a few investments in this time, but it's stuff that we've kind of put off as far as buying some extra lights uh, for videos and stuff. But now that kind of – this time necessitates getting that. Uh, but it's something we're going to use forever. But, but I like, especially for the smaller, uh, churches saying, you know, Hey, we're going to do the best we can and we're not going to break the bank to do it during this time. Uh, you know, now if you're looking to do a live feed from here on out, great. But you know, I have a feeling a lot of churches are not going to be doing a live feed after all this stuff is over. So don't spend so much money and maybe reach out, out to a friend that can help you. Uh, and, and record you, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are willing to help and, and don't break the bank to do it. That would be the most helpful for me. Yeah. So uh, we wrap up today. Let me just say to our listeners, you know, um, this did not catch the Lord up by surprise. He's prepared. Right. He's at work. You know, John chapter yeah. five tells us that he's always at work and he's at work in these situations. It's just up to us to find where he's working and partner with him. Um, I believe, and when I look back at history, being a guy who loves history, 
that I cannot find anywhere in all of history since the flood of Noah that the global society has been moved, shifted, and uh, upset like this. So I know that God is at work in the middle of it. And he's got a great plan on the other side. He's got He's up to something. So this is our best day, not a day to be afraid. We'll see you next time on the Advancement Podcast. Thanks, Robert. See ya. If you would like to keep this content coming, all Tim and Todd ask is $1 per show. See how to give, maybe even sponsor an episode or series on the website, advancement.cc. Until next week, continue to advance the mission of Jesus. Jesus.